be shown. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Firsties. Um, before we get started, as I always say, please make sure you subscribe, like, comment, all that good stuff. Um, another thing is what really, really helps me out is leaving a rating. That really helps me out with the algorithm. So please make sure to do that. Um, and lastly, thanks again for all the support and love and also all the funny comments as well. It's been it's been a lot of fun. So today, as you can see from the title, um, I also have my favorite or one of my favorite cousins, <laughs> the honest girl. <laughs> my favorite cousin's here, Ruthie. Ruth is here. Um, so today we're going to be going over code switching. Mm -hmm. And this is actually an idea of my girl here. Um, so I actually reached out to her. I was like, hey, girl, you need to come on my podcast. And she's like, say less. So Miriam just texted me and said, let me know when you're done filming. Um, <laughs> and, um, and so one of the major, you actually had like five great ideas. And I was yeah. like, She's probably going to be the producer of the podcast, guys. Um, yeah. Um, the one of the ones that really stuck out to me was code switching because I'm very familiar with that and a lot of first gens are. Um, so before we get started, I do want to read the definition of what I found is um, the definition of code switching here. If I could find it. Where is it? She just had it up. She, I literally, okay, here. Um, it refers to the practice of alternating between two or more languages or cultural norms and conversations or communication. It can, it can also involve switching not only between languages, but also between dialects, registers, or even nonverbal cues, depending on the context. So I feel as though as a first gen, um, citizen, that's all we do. That is literally all we is do. code switching. Yeah. yeah. To, in my, in my experience is to. It's so I could reach maximum like advantage in whatever context I'm in. Mm -hmm. And then earlier before we, we actually had like an hour, this, this recording was to have an hour ago, but we end up just talking about. <laughs> talking off camera. Can't go into <laughs> detail about what we're talking about, but um, it's so good. And we have so much more to talk about. Oh. But, um, but no, the reason why we were talking about this also, is I mentioned prior to recording this, that, oh my God, like I kind of had an aha moment that I think the reason why I just felt so comfortable around our cousins and why I'm having a lot of my cousins on is because yeah. coach switching is not a thing around our cousins mm -hmm. because they do understand, they have the same shared experience, which is um, trying to connect the two worlds together between being an American, but also being, a, you know, a parent or sorry, a child of immigrant parents. Um, so what is your experience with coach switching? So I, didn't, I feel like you do it very well. I, I, th I found out recently that I do yeah. it very well. I didn't know that I was code switching for the longest time, right? So it definitely started off in elementary school. And I was just telling you that like um, when I was younger, um, we would have like substitute teachers in elementary school who were Ethiopian. And I- I've never had- Oh, I have. I have. Arlington so County weird. for you. And <laughs> and I would, I would, I guess, start speaking in an accent, like a thick- Habisha accent when I was talking to these people and it was in English though and I had a friend come up to me and she was like why do you talk like that and I was like like what like what's happening yeah I was like 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 what and let's say like to give you an example I'd be like come give me the chair and he like she'd be like why'd you say that I'm like I said what and keep in mind I'm in elementary school so I'm like I said what and she asked me she's like you're like changing up your accent and it hit me I'm like oh my god I'm doing it unconsciously um and I'm I'm like matching whatever accent I'm hearing, which one is offensive. And two, um, 
I was a kid, yeah. so I didn't know what I was doing, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like me subconsciously trying to make sure that they understood me. And now as I've gotten older, I don't even, I think it would categorize as code switching, but I'm very obsessed with like making sure that people feel understood and heard. So when someone is talking to me and I speak with a lot of um, immigrants from all over the world, like yeah. from wherever. And, and I feel like it's because we're immigrant children that I have this like talent where I, we, we will not know the same language. Um, we might not, you know, speak the same language, speak in the same like tone, whatever the case may be, but somehow I make them feel heard or understood. And I've been told this by people and their families. And I think it's because I do these slight changes, like when I'm talking to someone where I'll start enunciating my words really carefully when I'm talking to an immigrant parent. Got it. And it's because I know that like, my parents speak really formal English, which is what they were taught in school, whereas we kind of slur our words and talk in slang. And so slang, yeah, yeah, yeah. when like, if we're out in public as a group, like my friends will always put me up front to like talk to somebody and explain something to somebody like a foreigner. And it's because my English will be very slowed down. One, I'm going to use terms that I know that everybody's familiar with. I'm not going to just pull stuff out of my ass. Okay. And two, um, I'm going to speak slower. I'm going to enunciate my words. I'm not going to use slang that... I know that they wouldn't understand. And so I realized I do these things unconsciously because I did it with my parents. Yeah. And I did that for them at like parent-teacher conferences and school. Yeah. Oh and so I like, I speak slowed down and I enunciate and I make sure I use very general terms and not something that I know they have never heard of. Right, 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 right. It's a consideration thing. So I think that's like, my code switching really comes in there. I found code switching happens, and I know you Sometimes in the rooms that that we're in, we're the only one that looks like ourselves sometimes, Real. whether it's like the graduation class or like the on-roll or whatever yeah. it is. Um, and so I found it was just easier to fit in than rather to like stand out or anything like that. And I also found I've recently stopped doing this is I would just let people like call me whatever, like Salami, Salami, my name is Salome, but call me Salami or what. Mm. I never I never corrected them yeah. and like took that power back. All, Salome is not that hard. I uh, so these people are so insane. I mean, my substitute teachers struggled with yeah, that that's one. Ridiculous. So and so I go by a complete different name. It's just me, like it's Mila. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's not that hard. Like it it isn't. It sounds just outspelled. It, like it sounds just outspelled. <laughs> I know, out. but I've gone Salome and Salome so many times. Yeah. Like yeah, it's that. It's whatever. Um, and part of that is because I'd rather connect with someone rather than like trying to explain or you like it's that's exhausting real. especially when you're younger that's so real because it becomes our issue yeah and it isn't though it it's isn't. like no you figure out how to you know what i mean yeah. like it's just and it can be really really um exhausting because then you feel like the other rather than like being a part of yeah the group. and you know at a young age like all you care about is your friends yeah all you care about is fitting in yeah you do not want to stand out in whatever way possible like and our names don't. alone just make a stand out so last names yeah. is already a headache oh as my well. god like it's just yeah. You know what I mean? And it shouldn't be. Like, it, that's it our really heritage. Shouldn't. That's our dad's. Yeah. Name, you know what I mean? But when you when you grew up in a predominantly majority, like, culture, even though there's a lot of minorities near yeah. me, um, or the standard is American because we grew up in America, it's just, it can be touch, tough sometimes. Um, and for a long time, I actually prided myself, even sometimes now, I lend myself in, wor in my work where code switching, like, it lends really nicely. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, if you're not, if you can't beat them, join them. So right, at this absolutely. point, I'm, and, I, and again, people point that out to me now, like as a 22 year old, my, like, I don't notice I'm doing it. I can't, I, I swear know. on everything. It's I like, don't know I'm doing it's it. It's so automatic. Until it's somebody's crazy. like, comes up to me and they'll be like, my friends will be out somewhere, whatever. Someone's confused, comes up to ask me a question. I help them out. 
I turned around, my friends are giggling. And I'm like, what? They're like, Ruth, please. Like, <laughs> please be for real. And I'm like, what? They're like, you turned into Sally in a second. And I'm like, I didn't know I did that. Like, oh my God, we all have that white I'm girl just, voice. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I, I don't pull my white girl voice out of my, I just, I'm just speaking to whoever in a way that I think they're going to understand me. I don't know why. But, like, I don't notice. I just kind of match people's communication style, if that makes sense. Do you think the people who are exposed to our code switching know that we're code switching? Or Absolutely. do you think they're like, oh, she Absolutely. Because they're the ones who call it out. It's all my immigrant friends who code switch themselves who call this out. Because it's like, we're not, I'm not seeing it in myself, and I'm sure they don't see it in themselves. But you're but not code switching to your immigrant friends. Absolutely not. So I'm so <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> They're like, babes. No, no. exactly. They're like, we know right. you. Like, like stop. Girl. We know you. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I'm saying like, okay, you're a white counterpart that you are code switching with. Yeah. Have they ever called it out? No, they haven't. No, they haven't. But it's also because like, they, don't even know they literally happening. don't know the alternative. Like, they Good. don't I'm know like, the other side Ruthie of Ruthie is one of us. Yeah. Right. They're like, you know, like, and that's another reason. I swear. That's another reason why I feel like everybody feels comfortable around me. Like, I'll meet people. And I'm like, it's really bizarre. And my friends agree that like, people who I've met once will like feel like we're the closest you know yeah. ever and I'm like it's me it's because I'm matching you you're not understanding <laughs> what I'm doing like we're not as close <laughs> as you think we are I just have this problem I match people's energies I'm just too people much pleasing. I it's, am I'm a true it, yeah and that comes with it and like I didn't realize until we <laughs> we were we went to Maui you know me Madam, the girls yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. um our sophomore year of college and you guys we were the only black people oh my god the Literally, only black we people on that island part of this of maui uh, yeah we didn't we did not realize what we were getting into but we we're the only black people and i will never forget getting on the beach and you know it's just all older white people not even really families not even kids really and it's just us these four black girls and hermela which is my roommate um comes down and she's like nick i said do this and i like turned around and i was like <laughs> hermela <laughs> We laugh about Read this so room. much. We laugh about this so much. And she was like, what is your deal? I'm like, not here. <laughs> she was like, what is that supposed to mean? I'm like, I don't know, but just not here, bro. Like, <laughs> just not here. And I kept, and she was like, Ruth, what is your problem? We argued about it for a while on the beach. And I was like, I'm dead. we are the only black people. Who right. are we talking to? Like, we're not amongst <laughs> our people, bro. Like, we could just no, call each other here. It's okay. Their room. Yeah. It's giving get out. It's giving. And like, I was like, this is just not the place. And that's when it hit me that I'm like, damn, I really do that. Like, I do it on a serious level. Like, on a seriously I unconscious level. I don't even know level. that I'm doing it. Yeah, yeah, I don't even know I'm doing it. Because the alternative of that, I've met someone um, where they have, they're so proud of their heritage, whether it's like Hispanic, Indian, whatever. Yeah. And they're basically the same person in every room. And I'm like, damn, like, I want to be like me that. Me too. You know actually, what I mean? Where actually. when you meet her, you know, oh, she's an Hispanic woman. She's proud about it, and yeah. she and she makes it in a way where it's cool because you're you feel like you're the other when you're younger. You just the standard is always the cool people or whatever. Yeah. And like growing up, yeah. Ethiopian people weren't cool in my white ass. They weren't school. cool anywhere in the world. Let's be so real. Yeah. That's that's now this fetishization. This whole yeah, but, like but East even African that thing is now even the intention. It's not even us. It's like. It's either our hair or ass. It or is. Something. It is. Like, it's, it's not. It's definitely not our culture. Yeah. But like, even then, like none of that. No one paid us any mind. I promise you. Us and me and my Bengali friends were in the same boat. Like we were equally getting bullied yeah. together. Like we were not getting any type of special attention. Some like no one was praising us. Girl, I was bringing dabuko as a snack to school, and I got <laughs> for it, so please. That is crude. I went through it for that. So I'm like, I don't want to hear anything about anything now. Like your parents set you up. They set me up. Your brother girl. didn't say anything. No, like, it was for snack time. Yeah. People were bringing goldfish, and I'm like, which honestly, but that is our version of goldfish. It like, is. Let's keep it up. Oh, I, I was girl. I brought it for a reason. I you liked it. You're not gonna make me stop. But it's like I know. You know. 
you know exactly how I do it. So it's like, I I know the vibes. I'm dead. I'm actually screaming, crying, dying. Like, okay, that's hilarious. Yeah, it was terrible. So I, I really don't want to hear it. Yeah, I mean, I wish I wasn't good at code switching, but I am. Yeah, I think you know we all I mean? are. I think it's built it's into It's just us. a skill that you learn at, but we learned yeah. it at a very, very, at a very, very young age. Do you remember growing up when you felt, if someone pointed out something specific, where you were like, oh, I'm different? Because as kids, you're just a kid. There's so, so many times. Oh my God, there were so many times. Um, because that's part of the reason why we have code switching is because we're like trying to connect with whomever. Yeah. Um, instead of just being like who we are. But then at one point in our lives, some dumb kid says something like, and then you're like, oh, yeah, I do have curly hair and everyone has straight hair. Like what? Said, oh, like, <laughs> I'm so sad. I'm like, oh shit. Um, there's many times I need you to go first just so I can like gather my thoughts. But there was, especially in elementary school, I feel like it happened so often. And you were like, oh damn. And again, when you're a kid and split one thing I love about kids, like you don't know that you're different. You don't know that anything's off no, until someone points it out. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to keep it. It doesn't hit you. And I think that like the playground is a dangerous place. It is. It really is. <laughs> I think the one, the one time I remember thinking like, it's not that I was, I guess it showed me like I was different, but that, um, I wasn't grouped in with the African-Americans at my school was, when I oh, straightened that's my hair, a whole thing. when I straightened my hair for the first time in second yeah. grade, and I'll never forget, I went to school and my hair was like silk, cause you know I got it done by yours truly, but she was pressed. Yeah, she was pressed, she girl. Was it was a silk press, <laughs> and I show up to school and everybody's touching my hair and everybody's like playing with it at lunch, oh and they were like, "This is a wig. This is a wig." And there was one other Habesha girl in my grade. And I remember being like, tell them. Like, this is not a way. <laughs> girl. Like, girl, show up for me. Show up for me and let them know. Like, I was like, no. And again, I'm a second grade. And they're like, this is not real hair. It's not real hair. Whatever. I get to the playground. It's like the talk of the day. Everyone being like, what the hell? Like, your hair. And then I remember so asking one of my friends on the slide because she kept touching it. I was like, why does everybody like, keep saying that? Like, you that saw my hair. Yeah. Like, you know, I have braids in you. She's like, you know what my hair looks like. It's just straight. What's the big deal? And she was like, no, but like, usually black girl's hair doesn't look like that. And she didn't mean it any type of way, but I just remember hearing like, and I was like, what? And that's the first time I was like, you don't like, they never viewed, even though I am black, they never viewed me as black. They viewed me as an ethnic Damn, that's other. that's real, an ethnic other, that should be yeah. the name of this podcast. Actually, an <laughs> ethnic other, that's so real. That's what that I felt, and that was so the first time real. I like realized that distinction that other people were making, and I was like, oh shit, wow. Damn. Now, I was trying to think of mine. Um, the only thing that really comes to mind is when I was younger, the one thing I got bullied for was the size of my teeth. Like, I had uh -huh. to catch up to the size of my teeth. What? I mean, like, like, you always say this, and I'm like, what are you talking about? I know. About? I remember I got braces, and I, like, and I still, made I it don't, do what it do. I, I remember <laughs> you as a kid, though. Like, Girl, it, was, it just wasn't cute. It's okay. It you was love me, cute, so, but you uh, get what I'm saying? I would input a photo, but I'm not going to do that to but myself But do you get what internet. I'm saying? It's, like, like, it's one person's, like, perception yeah, that of you. happened to me. That happened to me 23, 20 years ago, whenever it was. Okay. And, yeah, but it wasn't, it wasn't that, oh, I have big teeth, so then I'm a loser. It was that, that when someone said I look different in that way... I then started comparing what other shit was different. I was like, oh, yep. my nose is this size. My yep. hair is curly. Like, yep. I bring this type of food to school. Yep. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, my friend Annie has, like, 10 different pairs of shoes, and I only have the two yeah. that I switch yeah. off with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that type of stuff. Stuff you never notice. I mean. And then you just feel less. And then, and then yeah. it leads to, then you get to your teen years, and then your adult years, and you it just, you just. It just internalizes if you don't really fix it ahead of time of like, you just, you just don't feel like you're good enough. Do you know what the sickest part of all that is? Is that 
I felt less than for having more, if that makes sense. Like in terms of like what we bring for like lunch, let's say, right? And we'd go on field trips. And my mom, to this day, like her love language is food. She cooks me three meals a day, like by force. Like she's, uh, she loves cooking for her family. And I remember she made me, she would make me lasagna. And I like to this day, she does the same thing, but like she made me lasagna for a school field trip and she came with me on the trip. And I will never forget being like, you're doing too much. Like, this is, you're being dramatic. Like, this is so embarrassing. Like, I don't, it's like, it's, it's not same, Thanksgiving It's dinner, not Thanksgiving. And it's like when they make you a, wear a jacket, you'd be like, you're doing entirely too much. This is so embarrassing. Uh, like, it was the moms. same concept. Yeah. And I will never forget, it's my classmates had Lunchables. Literally three pieces of ham, a cracker, and cheese. <laughs> Are you joking? And now- I'm sorry, but they, those eight sometimes. No, those, I, girl, I still eat Lunchables. Yeah, they yeah, eat yeah, always. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying like- well, That's crazy that that's, that's a snack. Lunch. Yeah, yeah. That's and a snack. That's a snack. And I was snack. like, your, your mom's- That's a struggle meal in college, but that's a snack. That's right. A snack. And it's like, yeah. your, your moms were busy. They just sent you off with this. My mom took the time yeah, to yeah. cook a whole meal for me, a hot lunch. From pack scratch. it. Yeah. Right. And I'm sitting here like stressed and I'm like- Damn, that's you're really doing a perspective. And I'm like, that's so crazy. Like I felt, somehow I was made to feel like- you know, like I'm the, yeah. I'm the odd one out when in reality, like everybody else needs to be stepping it up because what the hell is a lunchable for right. lunch? You were, I, that's such great perspective at a young age because you were focused on what you did have rather yeah. than you didn't. And I would feel bad. Because now looking back, like, I'm like, yeah, like same. My mom made, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. No, I, I definitely knew what I had. Like before like games and stuff, like dropping food off or whatever. Yeah. And it's like a full thing. Yeah. And they're like getting subway or something the cooler people got food to then go get food to get subway <gasps> or chipotle yeah. but then my mom would drop off like yeah. last night's rice and beans or whatever and, and i'm like this like, is just not it's not helping yeah, yeah yeah and like you know i don't know if you did birthday parties in your classroom but my my mom would come and mm-hmm. i would be so excited because i i'm there's pictures and everything like you know me i was very like close with all my teachers like i love having birthday parties at school but she would come with an um a cake from Dama, like a Habisha cake. Uh, <laughs> I'm not kidding. I died inside. But, but, I literally but, died inside. But now we would fuck a bitch. Oh, up hell for yeah. A Dama cake hell right yeah. Now. Tiramisu but, girl. I'm, I'm but you just it. want the Sunday fun day I did. with ice cream. Go to Giant Dama, and grab one. Like, yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about right now? She brought a fruitcake. And I remember my brother came to my it's classroom. Not even tiramisu. <laughs> I was sick. He looked at me and I was like, I'm so sick. I'm so sick. I was like, no one, no oh, one's going to get it. Oh my God. And it wasn't. And the I'm crazy dead. part is, even at that age, you understand, like I was fully aware that I appreciated this cake. I was happy. It's I was going to eat it. that you have that emotional intelligence at that age. I was just nervous about the way it's the rest perceived. of my classmates were going to perceive that. They're going to be like, who oh is she? She's You're crazy. Really speaking She's weird. It. You're really speaking it right yeah. now. Like, and it's like, and it's part of it. It was also a protective thing. I want to make note of that. Like, I didn't want people looking at my family or my parents crazy. That was like a huge trigger for me. Like if someone, you know, if your parents are speaking in an accent, someone's like, what'd you say? I don't understand you. Oh, it's. It's up now because oh, now I'm here. I now it's really up. Th- yeah, like I nothing triggers you got me. More than me. That. Yeah, that's not happening. Yeah, like the oh, excuse me, come again. You know you hear her. Like, you know you hear her. Like let's be so serious. So part of it was that like I was me being not wanting you know you're protecting everybody. Your yeah, to look at my parents like what, what kind of cake Sideways. do they not know like what a cake is like what is this like. You know, and people were very judgy. I think people forget what 2007 was like. Like, please. <laughs> it, was not it was not accepted. It was rough. It was rough. Like, it, it was, was not still accepted. rough. Yeah. So, like, bringing stuff like this was seriously, like, I was nervous. Like, I'm not trying to be dramatic. No, girl, nervous. if I don't laugh, I'm going to cry. So, just actually. Just, literally, yeah. Actually. Yeah, no, it's. It, even still now, it's just, it's really tough to try to 
try like I'll, I tell the story the other day when I was talking to a guy at a bar and then yeah. he tried to connect with me when we did our new when me and Mary did a New York trip and was like oh you're a Th- Ethiopian and I could see it's not intentional but he was trying to connect and so he's like you guys are runners right and like that's the first thing you say also I'm not a spokesperson for literally every Ethiopian person yeah. on the map um and it's like he's trying to connect and I'm like but I'm at an age where I'm like no. Before no. I would be like, yeah, yeah, great job for knowing yeah. that, and then try to connect, and then at that point I'm trying to prove some to something, and then I'm like, well, do I even like this guy? To even, yeah, I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's different yeah. now, but yeah. at that age, like, I even look back at like who I would spend time on the playground. I'm like, why did I hang out with that girl? Like, yeah, she was not nice to me. Yeah, but I wanted to be so cool, or just to be in the. It's an acceptance thing. It really is. It literally is, and I feel like I mean, for any kid at any age, um, of any. Eth- ethnic background yeah, I think acceptance true. is a huge like part of your experience um but more so for children of immigrants like we yeah. really it's not even what we needed to be accepted yeah in order to have and, like a decent school life and I was talking to one of my friends who's Indian and and she's gonna come on to the podcast soon but she was sharing um and I had to think about this she was saying say I was like why do you think our social lives Besides being just a kid and that you care about your social life, yeah. why school was so important for, like, immigrants? Because a, a lot of my friends who are immigrants, who come from immigrant parents, talk about this. And she was like, oh, it was because, like, some people, school was their safe space, not home. It was. And I'm like, literally was, like, bawling, crying. I'm like, so it was so important to make sure that you had an enjoyable time at school because that was your only time to, like, whatever it was, whether your family was going through something or... It's yeah. just more fun at school, like whatever. You know what I mean? Like everyone has their own home life. But I was just like, because yeah. she was like, she was exp- expressing, and I connected. She was like, when you went home, it wasn't, you weren't getting the attention that you were getting, and it was very much like, did you do your homework? Did you did you do whatever? Yeah. It wasn't this very vibrant place like school can be or whatever. Or it didn't have the things that I cared about. Meaning, like when you're in high school, all you care about like homecoming court and like yeah, your yeah, friends yeah. and like who did this or who yeah. did that. And I can't go home and you think what is gonna let me kiki with her. <laughs> like, about like girl guess who kissed who in the hallway like i mean now you know they're they're for all the tea oh yeah back then no like that yeah that has to be developed that has to be developed yeah that has to be developed has to be trained like literally now we kiki yeah literally she's on the podcast we kiki but you think i'd go to her when we were young like heck no so that's the only time to like you know what i mean mean, we could have tried but like the reality is at the end of that conversation it would have been like so this is what you're doing instead of you know practicing your math and your then science, you feel bad. Your college apps, your whatever, like you're not doing, you know, the right shit with your time. It just would have been like, it would have been turmoil. It would, yeah, it would have been. And now that was really like a, oh my God, like it wasn't like we wanted to. That was like a necessity to it was. like, because we had to look forward to something. Hi guys, this portion of the video is sponsored by Good American. My friends at Good American were so sweet to send me some packages and I want to show you what I got. I got this really cute, just classic shirt here, which I absolutely love that could just dress up i'm really excited to dress it up or dress it down and i also got one of their most popular jeans i'm super excited to show you guys give me one second okay and now here are their jeans that i absolutely love i mean it's just so flattering my problem area with denim is that there's always this awkward like tail back here this one is very kind of uh, tailored to my shape which i absolutely love they're stretchy i'm absolutely obsessed so guys go get all of your denim needs at good american thanks so much to good american for sponsoring this video that there are some kids who like school is their life and like it's you know, they're, like their family's life and X, Y, Z. And it happened with a lot of my Southeast Asian friends where like, you know, math, science, like getting into the top high schools, top 
universities was such like a big deal and it was because they couldn't find acceptance at school socially but the one thing they had was their studies and their parents drilled that into their head where it was like screw trying to get these americans to accept you and understand you math Mm. is the same in every country facts are the same in every country history is the same science is the same get that shit down and they're not going to care where you're from and it was like that was a legit thing and i remember thinking like part of me i was jealous because i was like wow like no wonder you know you you have straight a's and you know you're so laser focused whereas me like yeah i cared about school but i also cared about my social life and i also cared about you know like doing sports and i cared about i was a very i was a holistic person yeah whereas they were just like laser focused on one thing they did not care what they were wearing to school they did not care if they didn't have friends they didn't care about anything and it was because their parents had drilled into them like we don't care about acceptance in this family we care about like beating everybody else and so it was because instead of trying to find acceptance where they knew they wouldn't get it it was like i'm just gonna play the game and win yeah like you're gonna know my name regardless type thing because which i agree with looking back yeah i'd rather because as a parent that's exactly what i would high school is so minuscule to to life yeah like what are we actually talking about yvonne orgy actually said it um in an interview on the breakfast club she said like she got bullied so much that she was like, oh, I'm not going to be a loser and dumb. So she just said, she said, <laughs> oh, books so are going to be my best friend. She's like, I made a 4.2. She went to Georgetown. Like, she was like, I'm not. So she yeah. was like, and, she, and then her mom was like, because she was saying, at a young age, you don't understand your parents when they say this, but they're like, honey, like, in a couple of years, these people are going to be working for you. Like, That's right. I'm sorry, yeah. but if high school is the highlight of your, your life, life, baby. That's a problem. I have something bad to tell you. That's a yeah. problem. No, but, but really, and like, not... Looking on social media, and I've unfollowed a lot of people for many reasons, but the it's nice to see people excel that I'm like, oh, that's what he ended up doing because yeah. he was just in the library all the time or, yeah. or whatever. At that age, it's very important. Like, you make certain decisions at that age that really do define your life almost. Yeah. It doesn't, some, some things doesn't really matter, but, like... But you have to decide what you care about and what you don't care about. I mean, like, like Steve Jobs can't be caring about if he's a... You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, what did Michelle Obama say? She was like, I would have never become first lady if I cared about what boy liked me in high school. Like, I could not have been worried about those things and, you know, got into Harvard Law. Yeah, like, and, then, and then she, have. she end, I think she ended with like, and I wouldn't be married to the president exactly. of the country. Exactly. Yeah. And so I think people, and, and I was just talking to my friend about this today where it's, it's really hard for when you're in high school to get that perspective. And like, even when I'm talking to like people in high school today, and I'm like, zoom out and understand that high school is this zoom much of your life it is out. four tiny years of your life and then it's like you have all this life to live whether it's going great whether it's oh going terrible God, whether yeah. you feel like you literally want it and zoom out and realize how tiny it is like it will have little to no effect oh genuinely let it pass yeah. just let it pass but i think one of the reasons why is because look at how many of the most successful shows people this country is obsessed with high school it is High school is like for, we put, think, think back on like, why do we put so much emphasis on like prom? Even the freaking teachers put so much emphasis on like, that's weird. Why are you making these, these teenagers come together? And then like, you know what I mean? There's a whole conversation about the fact that they're not a bunch of hit shows that are about, you know, kids in college. It's always 18 and under and like in high school. And like, that's like, they make it, I'm seeing it's your prime years. I'm the audience of that. Like I watched that too, but it's like, oh my God, that's so relatable. And like, that's so, oh, I remember when you were that young, but we're so obsessed with high school for whatever reason or youth. I should probably say that in this country. We're so youth obsessed. Um, If I, but here's the thing though. The, if I could come down to, 
16 year old Mila and be the 27 year old Mila and be like, girl, I'm future you. I promise you this doesn't, this doesn't matter. I would not listen to you, babes. I was so in it. Same. And I had people tell me this. I had people when I was in high school, be like, Ruth, do this, do that, whatever. Try to give me advice. I was so arrogant. And it was, first of all, it didn't take me even being two years out of high school to be like, damn, they were right. Like that's so real. Yeah. And luckily I did have some perspective and I never saw high school as like the end all be all. I've always saw it as just like, it's high school, just like middle school was middle school and elementary school is elementary school. Like there's nothing special about it. There's nothing concrete about it. You're moving on just like you move through every phase of life. But I had people telling me like, do certain things now that are going to help you later on. And I'd just be like, no, like I'm just living. Like, please, I'm vibing right now. Like there's nothing I need to really be focused on. Like I'm living in the moment. And now I'm like, even if I try to give myself that advice today, I know for a fact, 16 year old me was not hearing it. Yeah. Cause you think, you know, you think you know everything at 16, like legitimately. Girl. Yeah. I would give my little, my 16 year old just a hug. I'm Mm -hmm. like, girl, you're going to go through some stuff. Mm -hmm. It's just, oof. And you're not going to get really real for you, but. And it's still getting real. Like I still don't know what I'm doing. Um, so on the topic of code switching, um, first, do you still do it? I mean, my yes. answer is like a fat yes. Yeah. It's like yeah. crazy. Yeah. Still don't know that I absolutely. am. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Um, absolutely. And I and I think it's absolutely necessary. You literally just have to know your audience. I'm like, we both are like, we love communication. We're communicators. Yes. And I think it's because we like, understand. read the room, babe. Read the room. Know like, your audience. Like, you, come on. there's certain things I would say around you that I wouldn't even like. There's certain jokes I would make with you that I wouldn't even necessarily make with your sister. I, kn- I know how to read the room. Right. You get right, what I'm right, saying? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah. what would land on you and I know, know what would land audience. on her. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just, it's something that simple. So when people are like, oh, you code switch, like be yourself. I am myself. I'm trying to make you comfortable. Like, right. it's not and about also, me. And also, I always say too, like, especially in the work environment, I'm like, please, please, let's be very clear. You are getting, and it sounds very like robotic, but you're getting a check. My, one of my mentors said this, yeah. you're getting a check for rented behavior. Yeah. Does that make sense? That makes absolutely sense. So in this in this like social media role, it's like be yourself. Or when I was like, babes, you don't no. want John to be himself you don't. at the you office. Absolutely don't. You don't. No, I you don't. promise you, yeah. you don't. Yeah. And neither does he. Yeah. Or his you wife. want the John okay? from the interview. Yeah. You want him. And it's that's rented it. behavior, yeah. right? He shouldn't be acting the way he does when he's just on his couch watching football. Yeah. That's not what it is. Right. And so don't get mad at me that I'm able to kind of like take the advantage of the situation. However, I am not able to thrive. It's just a skill that first gens have. It is. Sorry. I'm so, it. And it's because, I mean, we didn't want to learn this, but we were forced to it communicate. It was from trauma, babes. Yeah. Like sink and or half, swim. Half the time, actually <laughs> sink or swim. Because half the time we had to translate for our parents. Half like, the time it's like, I mean, there was a lot of people, and I'm not me, but uh, y'all be safe. A lot of people who, <laughs> <laughs> not y'all who be safe. you know, obviously... English was their first language and they can listen to Amharic, but like they didn't speak it. Or let's just say their native language. Yeah. Um, whereas their parents, English is like their second, third, fourth, even fourth language. So there's a barrier between parent and child even when it comes to language. And so it's like, wow, yeah, no shit. You have to code That's switch. Like it's not easy. Like, you know, I, I remember thinking with my friends, like who just call up their moms and explain like, you know, just like pop culture things that are happening and in my head, I'm like, I legitimately wish I could, but I don't have the vocabulary in my native language. I used to, you know, we forget, but like I have an elementary vocabulary in my native language. So it is so difficult to have certain conversations in it. Whereas then I think about my parents, I'm like, they don't have the same vocabulary I do in English. Right. So now we're in this like gray we're area. Limbo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's so difficult. And yeah, it's like, it's frustrating. I'm, yeah. yeah. And so, but like, 
now we're in this gray era, but obviously when I was younger, it involved a lot of code switching. And I think it's it's so interesting that a lot of immigrant kids think that, um, and I've seen this so many times, they can kind of just like chat the way we're chatting right now or talk in like slang terms right in front of their parents and get one over on them. I know, yeah. I used to be able to do that. My mom caught on. My yeah. dad doesn't care. Um, <laughs> my dad, my mom definitely caught on. She's like, girl, I heard all that you're saying. And we were saying some wild stuff like yeah. me and my brother. And I'm like, she definitely heard that we did yeah. that last yeah. weekend. Yeah. That's uncomfortable. But we're alive and well, so it's fine, I guess. <laughs> um, no, and with music too, like I, like we would, use, oh my God, when we'd go to like Christmas, you know, yeah. like we all get in the car, whatever. I mean, we would play like, Cra- we listened to crazy music growing up as i mean early 2000s kids i, mean, I love that on. for us i love that for us but like it, we really weren't censored because our parents didn't know better and like the music we would listen to was so insane and i remember me and madam put on like let me not say us she put on some crazy songs like i mean it was definitely like drake little wayne whatever yeah and but we at were age? yeah we were like, like maybe nine doing? and ten yeah. we were like babies and we're all cranking in the car. It's me, all five, my cousins, a minivan. We're all cranking, going like you know, Christmas. Keying. Yeah, we we're kicking. And then come to find out, my uncle later on was like talking to the parents, and he was like, "What the hell are these kids listening to? Like, what is going on?" And he like doesn't he, he sees this like once a year, you know? Yeah, he yeah, yeah. Know. And he was just so shook. And in my head, I'm like, he caught on. I'm like, what? We oh, were no. we were so, as if we weren't blasting it in the car because right. for some odd as, reason, as if he wasn't there. Yeah, we think that like. If we're speaking in slang terms and we're talking fast English. Or even if they hear English, it, they don't know how to understand they, it. Exactly. Which is so fucked. It like, is. It's so it completely like, is. And yeah. I've, I'm happy I've, like, grown out of that. And I, but I still see certain people doing it um, who will, like, say certain things to me in front of their... My parents, we good over here. In front of your parents, you probably don't want to do that. And so, like, you know, I'm transparent <laughs> with me and mine. But, like, they'll say something in front of their parents. And I'm like, are you, are you sure? They're like, he's not listening don't take him for an idiot like right he's listening like now you're you're gonna get me mad yeah like, that's yeah that's not fun it's not yeah. funny like yeah. you know and so they'll say certain things or they'll speak really quickly and they'll be like he can't hear you yes he can yeah and he, he can absolutely can you. yeah yeah it's that real and it's because they were so used to doing it as kids that's the thing yeah, i think for me in that situation where that stems from is because because i definitely look guilty of that and that doesn't make me feel good now yeah. looking back um I think we was all that at some point yeah it was that with code switching too it's just i would have to explain everything to my parents even yeah. kind of like what it would seem to the other party what was simple stuff yeah, like absolutely you know what i mean like this is this is how the curriculum is going to be this year whether it's like a syllabus explain that to my parents yeah. or like understanding why we need five different pieces of paper rather than four when we do that dreadful you know run to the staples yeah the day before i need it because i don't know how to <laughs> every time i'm oh always at my mom i'm actually like, so traumatized why are you the way that you are it's it, staples so is closing yeah. in an hour yeah like yeah. why do you have to wait the, the poster time, I'm board like, i'm like scared next to her bedroom like just like uh, i'm so happy that was a universal experience i, I thought stick. i was a delinquent <laughs> like genuinely I'm like what's yeah, wrong with like, me like why did i wait that long <laughs> every yeah. time and looking back it was just like we were just doing the teacher shopping yeah like absolutely like girl Back to school shopping was ridiculous. Like when I think it about was, it. oh my god! Did we need seventeen thousand boxes? Did I need color pencils, tissue boxes, like, right? Tissue like, boxes. Because Jimmy has allergies, I need to buy tissue hand boxes. Like it's crazy. We're, what's the county funding? Like this is actually. <laughs> and by the way, like we were in a good county, like yeah, yeah, top rated county. Yeah. So I don't know what was going on. Anyways, Sick. so I think that's where it's done from is that I would always have to like explain, or yeah. honestly, I would save my parents the trouble either because they didn't have the time. Or I don't want to put them in a situation. Honestly, it's crazy that at a young age we understood how to protect our parents. Like yeah. we had to grow up so fast from a young age. I know. Which is like, it shows great qualities now, but it's kind of heartbreaking. 
But I would like sign off on my parents. Uh, they knew Same. I was signing Same. off on people's report cards or whatever because Same. I was just like, it's fine. I'll just. I had my dad's signature down by fifth like, grade. Oh I had my, my own signature by fifth, by fifth grade. grade. Can we my, talk about my that? My signature today is my signature that I made in fifth grade when I signed for my citizenship in the U.S. And my dad looked at me. He's like, you can't change it. And I was like, I won't. That's same crazy. one. Same thing with my like. I had my dad's signature oh down God. very early on. We practiced it together because I would sign stuff for him. Like. Because that, I'm reading documents. Like, but you say that like it's normal. It's not. Like, it's stressful uh, as hell. It's, that's not what Girl, it's supposed yeah. to be. It's, and it's like, it's. Like our again, kids won't go through that. But you but don't like, know that it's not normal until you yeah, see. you're in trauma. Babe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, yeah. we were, <laughs> got it. Like, we're thinking all this stuff we're is normal. We're in the <laughs> Because, but you made it such a good point earlier where you were like, our life revolves around our family, mainly our cousins. So yeah. obviously that was normal to me because my cousins were doing the same thing for their parents. We're all first gen. It didn't yeah. seem bizarre until you go to school and you see, you know, somebody's mom handling everything for them. And you're like, huh? Like, what do you mean? Because I read every document. Or like, somebody asked a question in class. I have all the answers to where we're going on the field trip, what time we're leaving, what's going on. Because I read it and explained yeah. it to my family. Like, what do you mean? Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, so then at that I wasn't point, a clueless kid ever. Yeah. I didn't have that luxury. Because you didn't have the literally mental capacity to yet to worry about grown woman shit grown ass you know what I which mean? is again what i hate this whole like discourse about kids growing up too fast that's not their fault Wait, what do you mean like there's a bunch of discourse about like oh um and this happens a lot with kids of color and i'm gonna leave it there literally whether it be black kids whether it be immigrant kids whether it be, like when i say black i mean african-american children or children of immigrants where there's this like idea that they are too grown especially with the girls and I'm like, well, part of it comes from the fact that they have to be. Like, there, that, they didn't choose this. Dude. As a kid who was labeled in your as too grown. And is, like. Is a luxury. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. A, it's a, we yeah. didn't have the luxury of being children. Because, like, if I was clueless and I was just, you know, ah, la di da having fun playing on the playground. Like, who was going to fill out the forms? Who and, was going to make oh sure things God, got done? Yeah. Like, there's no room for error. None. And it's like, our parents had great excuses. They were working. <laughs> To survive I, in a brand yeah. new country where they didn't know the language. Right. Plate That's is what, full, babe. That's what it is. The plate it, is full. It, plate is full is the another name for this podcast. Yeah. Because like, it's literally like. They yeah. have no more room. And also, we have the upper hand. English was our first language. Our comprehension skills are 10 times of theirs at our elementary age. Yeah. That's like just the real fact. So I didn't feel like, oh, damn, like I'm so stressed having to do this. I felt like I better do this because. I understand it better. It just makes more sense. Right. Efficiency. Yeah. It's like, just exactly. It's an efficiency like, thing. And yeah. I think they understood that. Right. Which is why they let us hide. Yeah. <laughs> like, waste no time, bro. Waste no time. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a really, really good point. It's just like, it's one of those things where like, and our parents hearing this, it's like, we're obviously grateful for our childhoods and like, wouldn't change anything. But it's one of those things where it is what it is. Like, it, literally. What I would love to just be a kid and just figure, like, just just focus on playing and, like, play with my siblings. And that that would have been nice. But from a young age, I just understood that, that there's no room for that. Like, there isn't. And the alternative would have been, okay, we would have been kids. And we would have, you know, gotten to, you know, act as kids and live out a full-blown childhood. But we would have been back in Addis Ababa. That's just the reality. Right. So pick your poison right like, so yeah our parents made the decision to move to, like and i keep trying to picture it from their point of view where i'm like if you put me in sweden tomorrow i went with children mm -mm. and you forced me to learn the language take me out and how to get a work permit there start working xyz put my kids in school i'm not surviving keeping up with their education like, everything about you know like they're becoming swedish kids inherently and i'm like it's so confused because there's this huge disconnect like babes i'm not swedish so why are you saying you're I, swedish? it's like, not happening yeah and so I, I picture it that way now and i'm like it's so difficult 
and I can't, I can't fathom it. I would never do it personally. And the fact that they did it is such a big deal that, I don't know, it's giving me such a brand new perspective. So I'm like, yeah, we dealt with all this, but we also got to grow up in a first world country. Right. First in our families to do so. Yeah. So it's either be kids back home yeah. or be adults here. Right. They had no choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, yeah, I would. I wouldn't I, trade it. I definitely would not trade it because it all works out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was just, I think I said this. I maybe just said this to my mom. Maybe I dreamt it. I've maybe I said it on the podcast, but I was telling Mayor that um, it's a privilege to be able to, our parents work their asses off to get us to where we are today. Yeah. And they might not necessarily have achieved generational wealth because I, as immigrants know, and people who are not from immigrant parents, like if you have, if you see immigrant parent immigrants here, They've had to work their ass off. And if they're living comfortably, I promise you they're living like Justin Bieber at home. Yo, let's let's not forget about that. Let's talk about it. Let's not. There's a lot of people who literally live, like who choose to live back home because if they can ball here, they can ball back home. Which is even more of a sacrifice because when I would go visit, I'm like, you left this. I say that. Yep. Just for my education. Like I better tighten up and make, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you know what I'm talking about? Like they're living like Justin Bieber. Literally. And by the way, over there, there isn't racism. There isn't gun violence. There isn't all the stuff that they know everything about everything. They're majority over there. They know how the money works. They know how the banks work. They know how the government works. They're language. Yeah. Like they know everything. So imagine going from an expert. They choose to come here, which we're not trying to show this country, but huh? Yeah. Like it's crazy. When it's you actually insane think about sacrifice. It, insane. It's, it's an insane sacrifice. Yeah. So I wouldn't change anything at all. And it wasn't until in my twenties where I was like, oh no, like I'm the lucky one. I'm the one who has a something special. The yeah. fact that like, like, you know, I would talk to some of my friends who like, I would invite them to our family gatherings because yeah. they had nowhere to go for their holidays. Like, yeah. We come in numbers. There's like a hundred of us at, at, at all times. Like, you know what I mean? Or yeah. what, like all the stuff. Um, so I wouldn't change anything for the world. It's just I know that we just grew up really, really fast. Yeah. But, oh, the, and the Jesus thing I want to point out is that, like, our parents came here to give us a chance at, like, a better life. And although I, I wouldn't necessarily, we lived comfortably, but I wouldn't say that we achieved generational wealth. But at the very yeah. least, I think they showed us their worth ethic. And now we have a chance to right. take past the torch. One hundred percent. Create generational wealth. Does and that make sense? Yes, and it wasn't. The, I feel like when you're coming, when you're moving to a new country, like a, a absolutely foreign country where you don't know that many people, and you have to go make connections X Y Z. The goal isn't generational wealth. The goal is survival. It is right. the next generation's goal to you know get generational wealth. So that's on us. That was never on our parents. For those who got it on the first try, like kudos to you. Yeah. But I also want to ask, did you go to college here? Because there's a, there's a difference. There you know? is. If you came is. here well into your 40s with kids, it's a completely different ball, ball game from those who came here and went to university here. So in the case of our parents, which is, you know, the former, it's, I just feel like that the goal wasn't generational wealth. It, sh- it never sh- had to be. It's about surviving, um, putting down some roots, like setting a great foundation and then the rest is on us. And like, we really do have access to everything we need. And then some, because Girl, we're not I, from here. Yeah. I might, literally, my mom said, like, babes, you have, and you know how my mom is, yeah. you have no excuse. Yeah, none. Like, it's succeed or bust, because <laughs> at this point, babes, yeah. I've been successful, and I had nothing, Yeah, and had three kids on my back. Yeah. 
Um, and you have like two degrees, no financial, all this yeah. stuff. And I've, I've laid it up for you. Literally. So basically she said you have to be an idiot to like shit. Oh, you're not, we, like, we really get into it. Like I'll be like talking about happiness and like, I just really want to feel content. Other. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I value my happiness. I said that to her like and she's around like, grad no. and she was like in my apartment and she looked at me and I kid you not, <laughs> kid you not. Everyone's doing their own thing. She sat me down and she was like, stand up. Like seriously, <laughs> so she was looking at me in disgust. She was like, "You need to be about she's your a money." Hustler. Yeah, and I was like, "But that's just like because that's all life. she knows." And honestly, that must be so disheartening to hear, like from her point of view. Because imagine, like you did all this to get this generation here, one generation in, and I'm talking about happiness. Like, bitch, you don't get up. You don't get up. Like, we're <laughs> not there yet. Take this torch and run with it. We're not there yet. Like talking about stuff. I think this is the finishing lap. I think. Like, yeah, I, I think I'm good here. I think I'm good right here. Like, and she's it like, makes no sense. I get yeah. where she's coming from. No, it's a really humbling experience. And we'll talk about this on another episode. But just to end this episode on from code switching, oh. I also see that like from like part of code switching as well, I find is like ca- talking to my parents about their struggles and what they're doing and then weirdly trying to relate. And like, it just doesn't it match. Girl, please. You know what I mean? So any of my of issues parents. or my downfalls or whatever you call it, or my inconveniences probably, <sighs> I just could never vocalize because they'd be like, are you effing serious right now? You have no reason to cry right now. It would literally is, be an insult. It would be an insult and if we brought it up. by the way, if I was them, I would also see it that way. Yeah, because they're in a them. war zone. Exactly. But I, I bet I constantly have to remind them. I'm like, listen, like, it's a big deal to me. And I and like, my parents were very big believers that, like, I'm, I'm a crier. Everybody who really knows me knows I cry about everything. It's just the thing I do. It's not that deep. Yeah. But my parents, who rarely see me cry, are just like, that's so weird. And in my household, it's like crying Yeah, because you know emotions insane. don't yeah. work in our culture. They're like, like what is there to cry about? Just what fix those, your problem. What is those, what, why is water coming out of your yeah, eyes? Yeah, and I'm, I'm like, like I, I cry about everything. It's not that big of a deal. But my dad is very big on like, what is there to cry about? You see a problem, you fix it. Right. But it's because all of them, and I mean all of our parents, no matter what generation your parents are from, yeah. in one generation or another, they all grew up in wartime, which is an insane thing. Like, we forget that sometimes. I'm like, whether it's right before the war, right after, during the war, they all grew up yeah. in wartime, no matter where, what part of Ethiopia but, they were in. And I, actually, in many parts of the world. Yeah. So it's like people, I mean, y'all were Honey, really fighting for your lives. So of course it's actually like in the trenches. Yeah. <laughs> it's like nothing to you. Like, I always tell my mom, I always tell my parents, I was like, babes, you were drowning in 60 feet of water. I was drowning in 30. Yeah. We are both still drowning. drowning. <laughs> it's still real. Yeah. yeah. They think no, like, We're yeah. still learning that. Because sometimes I'll be complaining about stuff. They're like, you're complaining that. Like, I'll, I travel a lot for work so when my mom calls me just to make sure I'm in to see I'm like I just mentioned like man I'm just so tired like I've been in four cities in a week and she'll there just be like a pause she's like I she but I get some rest but huh you just <laughs> ordered food from the hotel you're gonna eat and just take a shower and go to bed like girl and then yeah. it really does humble you in the yeah, sense it does but then I'm also learning a bad skill of invalidating my emotion just being like or the comparison thing. I was like well no one died today and like yeah I'm good. So, girl, you're fine. But those are still real no, things. They're that are very going real. On. They're very real. But he, the thing is, when my mom was actually going through working 16 hour days or whatever, yeah. she's, I've never seen my mom complain about not ever. one. None of our thing. parents. When ever. I know, okay, this is when she's going to break. And it just doesn't ever, happen. Ever. Because it's not an, this is the thing I think something people oh need God. to understand. That's just not an like option. <laughs> it's not an option. Yeah, but it's not. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm right, going to be right. honest for you. The fact that we see it as an option is. Like a testament to their success. Yeah, that's what it is. Talk about it. So it's Talk like if we're like, it. if I'm over here, you know, like ready to throw the yeah. towel in, it's because I feel safe enough. It's yeah. because I think that I can throw the towel in, everything's gonna be okay. They didn't have that option, so for yeah. all we know, they could have been like, you know, like one thing away from ending it all. But like, they didn't have that's that option. Point. It literally. D- 
but I was gonna say yeah we have to wrap it up anyways but yeah. I was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> we're talking our ass off um yeah. that like the I don't know if I caught that part but the the are wanting to throw the towel and us feeling comfortable giving up is a testament to their success because yeah, it that means is. that we have that option which already they succeeded that's it we don't that's know it. that Pass life the baton. Of, yeah yeah they didn't even have that option it wasn't even like, <sighs> up for discussion enough. you know yeah. it's literally like they were drowning in the middle of the ocean there was no lifesaver we have a lifesaver yeah which is them yeah you succeeded babe, so them, man yeah that's it i literally find every episode at the end it's just another reminder of like damn we're lucky this is just uh, paying shit. homage to our You're parents so lucky yeah we really are really lucky yeah the perspective alone like the perspective we oh, have the information alone yeah. is so rich it's, it's crazy insane. Yeah. it's insane yeah. it really is especially the stories my mom tells me i'm just like t- and she's, she'll tell me a, an experience of what she's going through of what i'm going through and i'm like oh this how she, let me just yeah get my money up like whatever <laughs> it is you know what i mean your like, mom is I'm like the, one advice her mom's gonna always give you is get your fucking money <laughs> like, that's really it yeah like get not your money up. Niggas, not like, like, not, nothing else like, oh my god god forbid she does not care at all. <laughs> get your money. Yeah, at yeah. All. She's get definitely like up. pro women. Like, yeah, yeah, get it together. Even though she has to buy my husband every single day. I'm also <laughs> single. So there's what husband are you talking about? Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. We can talk about this forever. So I probably should end this episode. Yeah. Um, so as always, guys, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe, like, comment, um, leave us a rating. Also comment down below any. Also, I'm impressed. I didn't say comment down below. I know why. <laughs> Um, comment down below any topics that you guys want to talk about. Um, I also would tag Ruth um, in the descri- description, so make sure you follow her as well. Thank you so much for coming on, of love. Thank this you for having so me on. I know. She's so intelligent and just Stop. knows how to communicate. I it's literally like bounce off you, Mila. Crazy. Shut no, up. it's crazy. Let's not do this thing right now. I, it's like, girl. <laughs> I was just going to know how to like take girl. Yeah, here we go. Literally, because we <laughs> never got any. Um, <laughs> the trauma um anyways guys uh thanks again for for supporting and listening and lastly as i always say call your parents call your mom call your dad answer those phone calls they're not here for a long time so make sure you show them love um and i'll see you next time bye guys bye